Hi, welcome to Pod of Mercy. I am your host, Long Hair Linda, and today's special guest co-host is... Trubs, the wiretap. Thank you for having me. Hey, how you doing, Trubs? How have you been? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Doing well. Looking forward to doing this episode, actually, very much so. Because um, this is your first time on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, same. I've been, I've been waiting to get a call, so <laughs> I've got a call now. <laughs> do you know what it is it's because i'm always trying to think of the best topic for each person um and so i i struggle a little bit sometimes trying to figure out what would be a good thing to talk about but i think i've got a good one for you today yeah, um, that makes sense I'm, I'm excited for it that makes sense though cool well before we get there uh you have to do a rapid fire round now this is 45 seconds where you have 10 questions to answer um they're a bit of a mixed bag you just have to give me the first answer that you think of just to try and beat the timer do you think you can do it i, I believe so i've seen i've seen a couple a couple before so <laughs> okay so. cool all right well let me get my timer together and we will get going so ready and go favorite pizza topping um cheese if you could have any superpower which would you choose invisible first thing you do when you wake up check the time favorite ice cream strawberry truth or dare dare favorite musical artist tupac biggest fear Family in danger. Name three things you use every day. Phone, shower gel, toothpaste, toothbrush. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Number one goal to achieve in five years. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so close. That was the last question as well. Ah, you see that last question is the trickiest <laughs> one as well. You know? that, that's the last question for a reason. Yep, I did pick that, that one. Requires, that, you think. that requires four. Yeah, that requires four. <laughs> I'm interested in your answer though. What what would be your number one goal to achieve in the next five years? Um, Number one goal to achieve. At least start the process to buy a house. Nice. Very cool same yeah yeah um, i think it's an important one yeah it's an important one that one all right well you did well you got to the final question i mean we didn't quite beat the timer but you did very well how many people have been in the timer oh um there have been some it's not it's not like i think it's more have lost to the timer than they have won i'm not sure though okay. i might need to go back okay. and check but i think more people have lost to the timer damn so i'm part of the minority <laughs> Well, I mean, no, you're part of the majority. Yeah, part of the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you'll just have to come back and try and beat it again. We'll have to think of another topic for you. You come back and you can try and redeem yourself. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I'm very competitive <laughs> like that, so now I need to come back. Okay, well, so for this episode, the topic I wanted to discuss with you is productivity and motivation. So I thought this would be good because... These are two things that I have sometimes and, and I'm really good at doing or having. Uh, and then other times I'm like, oh, I just can't. I cannot today. Yeah. So I thought um, 
I thought it'd be good to speak to you about it because you're somebody that I think is highly motivated just based on how much content you put out for the WhiteApp and how consistent you are with just getting stuff out there, getting interviews and all that kind of stuff. So um, I wanted to find out what keeps you motivated when it comes to the WhiteApp interviews and just general YouTube content. It's funny you say that because I have my own, a lot of times I'm not motivated. So, but um, what keeps me motivated is having, setting goals, setting certain goals for yourself, small goals as well, and then take them off as you go, you know? Um, nice. So do you have like just, a list, like a checklist that you go through? Yeah. Like, um, so when I first started the, the channel was, I want to get to 100 subscribers and then I wanted to get to a certain certain number of views then I wanted to do interviews that I enjoyed listening to because on my day-to-day -day basis most of the time I listen to music of course but um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews and, and things like that so I'm I, I like to try and produce interviews that I can go back and listen to and actually enjoy listening to it. Um, so what my, my set little goals like, okay, let me try and create um, content that I like to listen to. Let me try and reach this amount of sub subscribers. Let me try and reach this amount of videos. Mm -hmm. Set up little goals and eventually um, next thing you know, you're being consistent. So. I love that. And it's funny you mentioned consistency because I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I kind of I kind of feel like consistency, the, the amount of consistency required in the creative space, let's say, it always feels like, like it's so much more than just regular entrepreneurial endeavors. Like, I feel like if you have, say, a business where you offer a service, you do have to be consistent, of course. Like, you need to be consistent in what you're offering, whether it's a product or service. And, you know, you need to be consistent with your clients, your customers, and all that kind of stuff, yep. right? But I feel like when you, when it's something creative, it's like you're almost having to get to, a, like, a godly level <laughs> of consistency yeah. to get any kind of reward for the work that you do. I mean, would you agree with that? I would, I would agree. I would agree. Um, and, but at the same time, some, maybe, maybe sometimes we, we look for rewards and I'm a victim of that myself. Cause then I start looking at things and I'm like, why am I not getting the response I expected? Mm. But that's when I start looking at numbers too much. But, um, sometimes we do look for rewards quicker than, than we should. And we forget to just enjoy the process. Um, we start look, focusing on the rewards. And sometimes, you know, we just got to enjoy the process of creating. Yeah. And once the, once the creating part is done, it's done, you've done your part, everything else, you just you need to start focusing on what, what else are you going to create next rather than seeing how, how it's done and it the numbers or whatever doesn't determine how well the product is sometimes people catch up later you know it's on youtube so people can watch it later it's not like you don't because you don't get the views at the time that you want it it doesn't mean that it's not good content so we look we look for for rewards too quickly sometimes and when things we're a bit impatient 
nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because we're looking at um, the gram and we look at people that are actually successful on it, et cetera, et cetera. But they've been through the same phase that we are now, they've been through it too. So yeah, we just got to be more patient, that's all. And enjoy the creating process. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I'm the same way like with Pod of Mercy because when I when I thought of the idea, when I was like, oh, it would be really cool to to do this type of podcast. First of all, it was years before I even started it. <laughs> but because yeah. I'm the same way, I mostly listen to podcasts. Like I do listen to music, but you know, if I'm doing a task, if I'm working, if I'm traveling, it's podcasts that I'm mainly listening to. And yeah. I've always loved like the art of good conversation and just getting different points of view or just having a laugh and being silly or talking about something serious or whatever it might be just having these conversations with with interesting people and it's something that i really really enjoyed doing but the first thing i did when i was actually putting out uh, my first episodes uh, on soundcloud was to make sure that i turned off that display stats thing because i never wanted to look at how many people were listening to to the the content i just wanted to create it because it was fun to create and i get to speak to my friends and people i know through battle rap and super interesting people and just talk to them about everything and enjoy that process like you were saying enjoy the creating of it rather than whether people will like it or not and then when people do like it and they message me or something i'm like oh that's really cool that you listened it's almost as if i forget that there's going to be people listening to it almost exactly like it's just more so i wanted to have a specific type of conversation with this specific person and i had fun doing it and then i've just put it out and maybe someone will listen maybe they won't maybe they'll listen now maybe they'll listen in three years and maybe they'll enjoy it maybe they won't and i think it's um it's far more rewarding to me that way than if i was i think it helps as well that i'm not the one that uploads it to youtube so this is audio only but just if you're listening you can listen to it or watch the video which is just a screen of the logo um on youtube but because i don't upload that there it's flawless that does it so i'm i'm never on the youtube page yeah i never have to shout out flawless every time um I, I never I never have to see the views, I never have to see the numbers, like I don't see any of it. I imagine they are very low, but I don't, it's not something I interact with every day. And so I never see stats. So if somebody happens to message me and say, oh, I had I listened to this episode, it was really funny, or I disagree with whatever clip I might post in my stories. <laughs> and they go, you know, they say something. I'm like, oh my God, shit, you listened, thanks. Like it's a shock that yeah. like they listened. And I think it's almost better that way. For me, yeah, anyway, yeah. the type of person I am. Yeah. Um. Again, you just enjoy creating. You just enjoy yeah. creating. Don't get twisted. I, I say that, but I do go through my phases where I'm like, damn, like, why am I not? I start looking at the numbers. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm like, why in this? Why in this happening like this? Um, and I, I just start seeing certain things that, that. But I'm a cancer, so I'm I'm very emotional sometimes. So um do you some things trigger me a little bit they trigger you yeah but um i just so i say this because i know i say what i said what i just said for example of enjoying the process and blah 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 it's almost like i'm telling myself advice really so even though i'm saying it i'm saying it because i know that's what i should be doing 
And when I don't do it, I can come back and listen to these type of contents and remember, do you know what? I just, I said this, I should listen to myself, you know? <laughs> I should take my own advice. <laughs> yeah, I should. And all the, it's easy to do, your, to give advice, but Man. the follower is a bit. Who are you telling? That's literally my life story. I have the best advice, A1. I can get people through so much. When it's me, <laughs> let me just hide in my bed for a bit because I can't deal with anything. I can't deal with like any big stuff. I just get so overwhelmed. But when it's other people, you can see it so clearly and give them the best advice. Yeah, um, trust me. Do you ever find, because you mentioned about like, you know, you have those moments where you're like, oh, you know, you should be doing this, it should be doing that. Do you ever compare your successes with people that you think maybe put out similar content to you? Um, yeah, uh, of course, I've, I've, uh, I do. I do. I look at um, other people, but not, I don't look at other people on some envy, because that's the thing, like, that's another thing I generally also have have this in me that I want everyone to win whether if it is before me or after me I really want everyone to win so um I look at people and and it motivates me um I, sometimes if my motivation is low I look at other people whenever they start putting out good content etc it just motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing really um and yeah so I look at I literally look at other channels that um yeah, like you said, produce the same type of content and um, I generally get happy and then it gives me a boost of energy and then I get back on track. So, yeah, definitely, I do. Yeah, I love that answer. I'm I'm very much like that as well. I don't necessarily um, compare numbers because I don't know my numbers. So I think that, that helps me to not do that. But I do definitely look at other people's work, people that I know especially, and, and I'm very much the same way. I'm like... I want everyone to win because the number of people that exist on this planet, literally everyone can have a podcast and everyone can listen to something because for uh, example, so. both of us put out interviews and podcasts, right? And then think about how many podcasts we still consume on a daily basis, like how many we listen to exactly. and it, every there's room for literally everyone to do well, right? Whether you're creating or not. And so, yeah i'm very much like that i love i love when i see people win i love people that i've met a few times maybe at events or whatever and speak to them online and then all of a sudden they've launched something and it does really well and it's just like oh my god amazing or like when people um like streamers like bamalam will put you know we'll get all these milestones because yeah. of all this streaming that he's been doing again shout out bamalam um Six. it's so great to see that on twitter i'm like oh i kind of know that guy like that's so cool <laughs> like yeah, and he's yeah. just so and happy and they're all mad happy to to help as well and work with you as well so yeah and that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of it i think we all at different stages yeah but we all want all of us all of us to win in a way and that's that's beautiful for me and i think that makes it even that makes you root for them even more doesn't it like especially when they're just super humble nice normal people and you know them as that and then they just they're killing it in a, in a whatever space it is that they're working in it's so yeah, it's 100. so nice to see that yeah I, again it's motivating and it's inspiring mm. um i generally rather support or listen or watch people that i've been around mm -hmm. even if i don't get the same support back it's fine i don't I, that's I, to me is more he is he, inspiring to me i rather help and put and try and push someone um that i know 
much a lot harder than someone's already already made it and already got it like the type of music i listen to i listen to people that have not i'm not really i'm nowhere near where they should be if if anything but i generally like their music and because they're not nowhere near where they should be it fascinates me even more because i listen like I just appreciate I just appreciate that type of their music or their content. I just appreciate that even more because I feel like, raw, like, why ain't you getting? I'm I'm even if they're not, I'm angry for them. Like, I'm like, why ain't you where up there? Like, why why like this is sick, man. This 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 is crazy. So, and then that inspires me to con- to continue to do what I'm doing. So, yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe is um uh a bit i'll do i'll do it for me too basically again because he inspires me like i said so yeah still still um how do you how do you manage your expectations like if you're expecting to be at a certain level or if you're expecting um certain rewards and they haven't quite come into you know into fruition yet how do you how do you manage what you when you're making your lists and all the future things that you want to hit, how do you manage those expectations as you do that? Um, they have to be realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily put a time on it. I just, just, just as long as they get completed, they get completed. Um, and again, enjoy the process, enjoy the process. Because I don't have a time on it, like if I say, I want to get to like now I want to get to a thousand subscribers on on YouTube. I don't have a time on it. I don't know when when that's going to come, but I know I'm going to get there. So now I just have to continue creating, enjoy the process, stop looking at the numbers and someone tell me when I hit there, basically. Um, Yeah, I don't. That's I just I just put tick to a little list. This is what I want to do. I want to achieve. And um, yeah whenever that comes that that comes until then just continue doing doing what i'm doing just just don't yeah don't don't worry too much don't worry too much just keep keep working just keep working and do what you need to do and whenever you do feel low again I've, um the the work rate does decrease because obviously people have lives and work and family the work whenever the work rate does decrease because um, if i I'm I'm the most happy when I'm if I'm either with family or I'm creating really. So if I'm not creating, I feel like I'm I'm missing out on something. Or even though I'm creating something for people, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I generally enjoy creating stuff. Um, and when things when things stop me or the work rate goes a bit low or the inspiration is a bit low, just watch some content watch some of your people watch how sick they're doing and remember that they tell you that you're sick so you should this person is telling me that i'm sick and i think this person is amazing so that's inspiring enough for me to to pick up the ball and keep going i love that answer yeah no that's that's a really good way to look at it i think i really struggled with um getting back to creating because of the the pandemic so 
at first, like I was really consistent from when I first started putting out the, the episodes. I was on it every two weeks. There was episodes with some bonuses in between there. So I was really, really consistent. And then, you know, lockdown hit. And then I think I put out a couple of episodes at the start. And then from some point in April to whenever I restarted this year, um, I think I put out just one episode. I think it was a games episode that I did. And then I did some like cross content, you know, with the talk about it network. So with stuff yeah. with Red Lion and, and Sarcasm City. But other than that, like it took me a, a, a while to actually start putting out episodes again because it was like the inspiration was just not there. Like the conversations that I enjoy having now and that I did enjoy when I first started doing the podcast, I just didn't, I couldn't think of anything I wanted to talk about other than like, yeah. oh my God, we're still at home. Like that's all I could, that was all that was in my head. Is that's, And still that's still okay home. though. That's okay. Sometimes you need to take time for yourself. Yeah, Sometimes that's true. You need to, you need to live a little bit and take time out of it. And that's the thing. If, if you then force it, then it's not going to be the, con you're probably not going to like it and you're probably going to then take it down. So I do that as well. Sometimes if I try and for, uh, if the motivation is not there or whatever, it's okay to take some time for yourself as well. Like, like this is all it's going to be here to, to do. Like there's no time frame. You can do content whenever you want. So I can, con I can literally not do nothing for a while. And then whenever I decide to put a video back on YouTube, like I'm in control, like, I do do things as I wish. So, and the same with you, you, you in control, it's your platform. So if you need a timeout, you need to, you take the time out. And then whenever you do come back, then the content is sick again. It's better to create, to keep creating good level of content than forcing in just to stay consistent when you're not really there. You need to, if you take time out for yourself, then you'll be, you'll, you'll be much better when you come back. Yeah, absolutely. The quality of the content will be so much better than when you're trying to force it. Um, exactly. And I'm just, I'm just really glad that a lot of my, a lot of my favorite content creators were still creating through, through the lockdown and the worldwide pandemic. Cause you know, that there's so many podcasts that I was still able to listen to and still able to enjoy. And it kind of kept me feeling as close to normal as I could. Um, yeah. So that even though I wasn't able to create, at least I was still kind of getting, getting that, you know, getting fed into by, con you know, content creators that I listen to and, and really enjoy. And I found a couple more as well that I really love as well that at that time. So yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Like, I think you're right. It's either you're able to do it or you're not, you know, certain things happen in life and they get in the way and you just kind of do what you can and try not to, to force it too much. 100%, which I think is, 100%. I think it's a problem sometimes when people talk about motivation, like they try and make it seem like you have to, like, it has to be a blood, sweat and tears thing. And I think that's not necessarily the case sometimes like you can have work ethic you can work hard you can put a lot of effort into something but sometimes like it's okay to take time like time out for yourself like if you cannot mentally or whatever deal with something forcing it isn't gonna somehow bring you this great reward it might make things a little worse i think 100 percent. yeah yeah no nah, definitely definitely that's why it's really it's really important to create content when you're in that right has had space for it 
Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you probably when otherwise whenever you 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 can create as much content as you want. Whenever you do, then get back to your to your normal headspace, which would probably take um much longer to get there. You're then gonna go back to the content, and you're like, I don't like this anymore, and then you take it down, and then you feel like you wasted your time. So better off. At least that's what happens with me anyway. So um, I'm better off just you know taking taking my time and then coming back and as long as i'm enjoying the content i'm creating um yeah you could have one view you could have 100 views it doesn't matter nice well we've spoken about motivation let's talk about productivity so outside of your creative ventures with the wiretap what would you say keeps your productivity up in your day job so do you have any like specific things that you know that you have to do to stay productive um what what you mean um activities that i do to to stay productive or yeah are there any like little rituals or little things that you know like for example some people always like I, i see this a lot um that people should not look at their phone when they first wake up like when they first wake up they should go get you know some water go do their workout for 30 minutes or whatever and then get started on with their day and that helps them to be more productive throughout the day because they haven't started it with kind of snoozing in bed and looking at their phone in bed they've just kind of kick-started their day so it doesn't have to necessarily be anything like that but there are certain things that you know you need to do during the week when you're working that will keep you productive during your work day? Um, I think definitely turning off my phone. I definitely need to turn off my phone a lot more, um, a lot more. Um, yeah, I think that's the main one, you know. I definitely think that's the main one because it's easy to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And depending on the mood that you're in, your phone can be really good and it can be really bad. Oh my God. You. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely turn off the phone. Turn off, at least me, I need to turn off my phone. And that's something I don't do. Um, I need to do that though. I definitely need to do that. I think I'll be a lot more productive. Yeah, there's no in, way in hell I would turn off my phone. I mean, I, I can't, to be fair. I do have to use it sometimes. Um, but even if I didn't, I'm not even going to lie and say that that's something I would consider because it's just not. <laughs> But yeah, now, but um, obviously not turn off your phone forever, but yeah, period of time, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, because again, see your mood. I think, again, watching podcasts, I was watching something I think was with um, it was with JME, mm-hmm. um, and he was saying that sometimes if he's at home and he's if he's bored and he's feeling a bit low. And then he grabs his phone and then he sees his brother Skepta or other friends uh, performing at a show or whatever. And that just makes him even more low because he feels like other people are doing something productive and he's just at home doing nothing. But then if he's on a on flip side, if he's like doing something that day, uh like whether if he has a show or whether if he's he's just came from the studio and he feels like he was being very put he had a very productive day he gra- grabs his phone and then he sees his, fr- his friends on holiday or whatever he, he just gets happy for the next man because he also had a productive day so depending on your mood your phone can determine 
how the rest of your week potentially <laughs> can potentially <laughs> go. And I think that's that's the, at least with me, that's big facts. That's big facts because if I'm having a low Monday and I grab the phone and then I see people being sick, I don't get it twisted. I'm happy for them, but then I start questioning why am I not doing this and why am I not doing that? And then I fall down that hole of not like just feeling sorry for myself. Whereas mm. if I never seen that, I would have probably been able to just bounce back from that little low by Tuesday. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, is your phone, is my phone sometimes? I need to get off my phone. That's fair. No, I get that. I, it does, it can interrupt your productivity for sure. Like for me, it's more so that I can get lost in my phone. Um, it won't necessarily change my mood, I think. Um, if I'm, well, I won't say that. It doesn't affect my mood as much now in a negative way anyway. So for example, like I'm, I'm working from home now uh, all the time. So my day kind of has to be a little bit structured to make sure that I'm productive. Um, yeah. But I do have my phone with me and it's on and I am on it a lot. But I kind of just have to manage it myself and, and have to make sure that I just manage my time well. So for example, when I wake up in the morning, you know, I kind of chill out a little bit upstairs, like in my room and just kind of get a nice little vibe going. So I'm not stressed out or, you know, stressing out over what I need to do. I kind of just ease into my day. I find that that's a lot better for me. Um, when I was office based and I would wake up and maybe I was running late or whatever, that anxiety of getting somewhere and you you know you're running late or you have to rely on public transport and all that. I find that that actually used to put me in a bad mood and I didn't realize that that's what was causing it. And so I get to the office and it's like, I'm already had a long work day and I'm already like trying to get home. So I've, I've realized now that, you know, it was a bit of an adjustment period working from home, but I've realized now that I've been doing it for a while that actually it's really nice for me personally to ease into my day. Um, so I have, you know, the first sort of hour of when I wake up and just easing into the day, you know, kind of relaxing and, and kind of planning slowly, but without any stress for the rest of the day then I have to make sure that I do not stay in my room because that was another mistake I made when I first started working from home is that I'm like, well, I can just work anywhere. I've got my laptop here. I can just kind of, you know, lie on my bed, get comfy with, you know, my, I've got a bunch of throws everywhere. And so, you know, I've got one on my bed. So I'm like, oh, I can just relax here and get my work done here. No, because now I, I realize that one, you're less productive that way and two you actually never turn off your brain because now you associate your bedroom with work as well and so now i'm trying not to do that like my bedroom is literally where i relax and record podcasts because it's the place with the best sound and that's it um so if i'm doing work i need to not be in my room i need to be you know downstairs i need to be on the dining table i need to when i finally get my office sorted out i'll be in there but it can't be in my bedroom um so that's do you, another thing. Do you like get ready like you're going for work? So I tried to do that initially. Um, that doesn't really work for me. But what I found is that I try and build my workouts into a certain time so that I still have a reason right. to get dressed. Sometimes it, you know, I won't work out till the evening. So I might, I might just be in my pajamas for a bit and then at some point I'll get dressed. Like it's not like before I start work, I'll get dressed. I might be in my pajamas for the first hour while I'm working, um, you know, and I've just got like my coffee or whatever, my breakfast, and I'll probably just still be my pajamas. But I will 
get dressed like I'll get ready and then I'll build in a time to go work out or go on a walk or do something and then I'll come back you know shower relax go back to work and so breaking up my day like that makes me more productive because in those I know that I have to do my work in those slots because I don't have a choice like I can't just you know unless I'm crazy busy and end up having work into the night which has been happening a lot recently um unless that's the case I have to work in those allotted times and that kind of makes me productive it's almost as if I'm putting pressure on myself but not really does that make sense yeah, yeah like yeah, I know yeah. that no, I, I hear have, what you're saying yeah I know that I have those certain hours in the morning um that I have to do some work and then at some point in the middle of the day I'm going to try and go out for a walk because that's when the sun's out and usually it's a lot nicer um you know then I'll probably go go to the gym depending on whether I'm going in the gym to to the gym in the afternoon or in the evening and then I'll come back work for a bit more then I'll do something else then work for a bit more and then I'm done for the day hopefully so by separating it out I'm almost telling myself you have to be working in these times so even if I'm on my phone that kind of stops me you know I'll be on Instagram and then I go actually you know what I'm in my work mode put your phone down you know stick the music on and then get back to what you're doing you can literally look at your phone after that and that yeah, helps me a yeah. bit, to be fair. That keeps me productive. Yeah. Do you look at? Sorry, it's not. I'm not. I'm not interviewing you. I'm just curious to know. <laughs> no, go for um, it. Um, do you look at your screen time? Your your your. I don't know if you have an iPhone, but iPhones yeah. do the screen time thing, innit? It? it tells me on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. I get the notification on a Monday morning ish, and it tells me what I did the week before. Uh, obviously you can check the daily one in it you can you can go on your settings and actually check your daily one do you know what i never check it i just get that notification and go oh okay screen time was down or whatever um but i yeah i never actually check it it's interesting because um i heard some people because you apparently you can put restrictions on certain apps where you can't go on a certain app after 9 p.m oh wow things like that Yeah, yeah yeah you can do things like that which obviously helped. I never tried it to be fair, but I know you can do it. Um, but some people do it for their productivity, actually, which is um, quite interesting to be fair. I might try it one day. I might try it one day. I said between a certain time and and or whatever, um, you know, Instagram, for example, or something like that. It literally try and go on the app and it tells you you can't. <laughs> you can't go on. That's really funny. Do you have yeah. your phone on you right now? Uh, it's near me. Yeah. Shall we compare our screen time for today or the daily average? Go on. Because <laughs> I've just mine's... seen mine and I and I feel like mine's a little bit outrageous, but I want to try and get some context. So shall we start with yours first? Go on. So daily average, uh, four hours and nine minutes. Four? Four hours and nine minutes. Jesus Christ, mine is bad. Okay, mine's really bad. <laughs> What's oh yours? my god my daily average is 12 hours 40 minutes 12 hours <laughs> daily <laughs> my daily average. when you go when you go on sea activity yeah what do you are you sure you check in day or you check your week hang on that can't be right one second because go on sea activity and then it wait now it's different now it says six hours 20 oh because it's now midnight it now says six hours twenty. Um, updated today at midnight. Okay, hang on. Let me see. Yeah, it's changed to six hours twenty, but it did say um, twelve hours forty. 
before when you go on C activity you can check the week let me see yeah but it's doing a new week now because it's Monday oh yeah true so I can't it won't tell me yet uh, it won't tell me for last week sorry yeah what's your highest category though where do I see that is that still in see all activity uh so if yeah see all activity and then if you scroll down it tells you most used uh yeah instagram <laughs> yeah. so it's instagram youtube then twitter okay yeah now mine yeah mine's youtube youtube was youtube instagram twitter um andrew safari Oh no, yeah. I, I think because I do a lot of YouTube on my laptop. So that's probably why it's a little bit more skewed because I'll be on Instagram on my phone while I'm watching something on YouTube on my laptop. Yeah, no, nah, I'm on YouTube all the time. Um, that limited data is a setup. It is a setup, it is, it really is. Oh my God. Okay, so it says my total screen time for yesterday was 12 hours 42 minutes wow for yeah for yesterday yeah mine was four hours and 10 minutes oh my god i need help i have yeah. a problem no wait wait total screen time sorry i was checking it wrong total screen time eight hours 21 minutes at least that's better that makes me feel less like out there with my 12. Yeah 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 that's that's i think monday and tuesday so far tuesday yeah tuesday. Well, yeah we're in tuesday now but yeah so you're an hour, an hour ahead of me right yeah, yeah yeah but that's that's fine that's fine it's technically the same thing really yeah true because i skipped that hour anyway so yeah you did yeah um Wow, okay. Well, that's something I didn't need to know about myself. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I think maybe we should end there. Maybe I think that's that's it. What are your what are your final thoughts then on how you keep yourself uh, productive and and motivated in general? Let's go with that. Um in general, mm-hmm. again, just um watch watch your peers and enjoy their content and lift them up again I, I say certain things sometimes um to people but even though I'm saying it to people I'm also saying it to myself so sometimes I, I say it that yeah man that's keep going man keep going and, and at the same time I'm also telling myself to keep going do you know what I'm saying as mad as I'm I'm talking to, to other people I'm throwing it out into existence as well and um yeah just um just just keep going really and enjoy the process that's that's the thing for me like just enjoy the process i i forget that sometimes and sometimes i'm like again just like a normal human being i i want i want the rewards quick uh and i want things i feel like i i feel like i okay why why don't i enjoy doing this content i think it was this was good but I didn't get the response that I wanted and then I get a bit disappointed, but then you need to snap out of that and just enjoy the process, enjoy creating and continue creating. 
you if you're creative no one like someone can even can even steal your idea if anything no one can ever steal your creativity so just just keep creating i love that just keep creating um i totally agree with that i think for me it helps me it helps me to have something like this because I, my schedule was stupid at this point and this is like the reprieve for me this is the fun stuff this is where i get to talk to my mates for a bit and <laughs> and it can yeah. be about anything and it's just a fun time and i think that is how all creative kind of stuff should be looked at i know it's it's not easy to especially you know if you've got let's say if you're you know nine to five you work for a terrible person or a terrible company or you're just not happy with where you are and you want your creative stuff to pop off as soon as possible so that that can be you know what you do all the time and that can be your your main job but sometimes you know it's not meant to be that way sometimes you just got to enjoy the process and then if it if it pops off that's great if it doesn't it's got to still be something that you love to do and would do for free all the time exactly exactly and yeah just just to stop stop if that's what you want to do and you want to do full time then you need to you need to enjoy making it for free first it's a process in it so just just keep creating just keep creating that's absolutely it. okay yeah. well we can go on to the final segment then um which is called mahakama now mahakama is a swahili word and it means court high court to be specific and this is the part of the show where I basically just get to judge people, situations, the goings on of the world, because I can be quite a judgmental person, but I'm trying to live my life in a way where I show more grace because I would like grace to be shown to me. So I'm trying not to be so judgmental. So I figured if I could build it into this podcast, then I have a whole segment dedicated to being judgmental. It's a dope idea, Judge Linda. Judge Linda, exactly. It's got a good ring to it, to be honest. If I um, if I actually went and did something with my degree in practice and stuff, I probably would have wanted to be a judge at some point. <laughs> but you know, that's another life. Um, okay, so for this week's Mahakama, I wanted to talk about what's been all over the media all weekend and today, and likely tomorrow and Wednesday when this episode comes out. Um, I wanted to talk about the Tory government and the media for their handling of the driver shortages that have led to a bunch of panic buying for food and petrol recently. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the footage and stuff on Twitter. It's mayhem at the moment. Uh, people have been queuing up for a long time to get petrol. Yeah. And there are people out there that are, you know, they have like, their trunks full of trunks that sound american but their boots full of um like what do you call it like canisters and stuff that they are just yeah. bulk buying all of this petrol let's first of all get your thoughts on what's been going on before i move on to my my main question um how, what's your thoughts on what you've been seeing so far i think it's absolutely crazy crazy and if there was if there wasn't, if there was a shortage of, if there wasn't a shortage of petrol, well, now there is mm -hmm. because people just, you know, they're too fast, like they're too fast to, I don't get it, man. And it also shows how selfish people are, man. 
because no one's everyone just wants it for themselves it's it's a bit sad to see sometimes um how it's just like a doggy dog world like just everyone just wants it for themselves type type thing like you know but um yeah i think it's crazy i think it's crazy my friend was queuing up for like two hours to get petrol damn literally by the time he got to the front and it was his turn the whole thing crashed and he couldn't even get it so i thought that's that's ridiculous that's crazy um but yeah uh it's crazy it's crazy if it breaks it though in it so there's yeah there's so much that went into this mess um that it's just oh it's a shit show i mean my mum managed to get petrol last night she went in the middle of the night and still had to key for 30 minutes but she knew that if she didn't go then there was just no way that she would get any petrol in any decent time so she went literally in the middle of the night and still waited in a queue for 30 minutes um so i just i want to start with the government first because let's just get the worst one out of the way um so I just want to read real quick from the uh, Manchester Evening News. Um, my former employer, hi. Um, so uh, they've written an article that came out uh, on the 27th. So that was on Sunday. And it says, over the weekend, fuel stations across the UK saw lengthy queues as Brits rushed to fill up their cars with petrol and diesel. In light of the disruption caused, it had been rumoured that the British Army would be brought in to help ease the situation. The government has no plans at the moment to use the army to drive petrol tankers amid continuing shortages at filling filling stations, the environment secretary has said. George Eustace said there was not a shortage of fuel and called on motorists to stop panic buying petrol and return to their normal pattern of purchasing. Sorry, I don't know why I can't read today. Uh, Mr Eustace said, we are bringing Ministry of Defence trainers in to accelerate some of the HGV training to clear a backlog of people who want to carry out those tests and there's definitely a role there for the Ministry of Defence. In terms of other things, we've no plans at the moment to bring in the army to actually do the driving, but we always have a, a civil contingencies section within the army on standby, but we're not jumping to that necessarily at the moment. Um, this article then goes on to talk about the figures um, showing the increase in the price of petrol or price of fuel in this country. Uh, there has been a slight increase in a matter of days. So, it's it's all it's basically it's all kicking off so um in this section of mahakama what i normally do is i say mercy or no mercy i give mercy or no mercy to the situation or person depending on what's happened so i want to break it up into three parts because i think this crisis has come about because of three separate um situations or three separate beings so you've got the government of course and then you've got the media who are telling everyone about everything and then you've got the people us and society in general uh, who are actually going out and panic buying so i'll get your point of view first and then i'll give you mine so for the government's handling of this whole petrol crisis would you give them mercy or no mercy definitely no mercy okay 100 percent no mercy they they I think only I think only now there's only you can people can get like a minimum um, a maximum of 30 pounds mm-hmm. uh, or something like that 
but I feel like they should have acted on it way early. And, I, and also I feel like they, can't you see things coming? Like uh, when I work, there's a forecast of data of how many bookings we're gonna get on this. Like, why can't they ever see these things coming? It's, it's, an, it's annoying, man. Like you guys are working for the government. You should be able to see certain things coming. I don't understand. I don't understand how there's no things just catch you by surprise all the time. I don't believe in that. But um, yeah, definitely no mercy. And also, you not only your handling of it is poor, you like you kind of caused it as well in the first place. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No mercy. Yep, agreed. Absolutely no mercy. I'll never give the Tory government mercy. As as far as I'm concerned, they are evil. Um, and I I said what I said. I used to do this all the time on what's politicking you off. Um, it was it would literally end up being a rant about the Tory government. I genuinely believe a lot of them did see a lot of this coming. They just didn't care. They wanted their votes. They initiated that Brexit vote because they wanted the far right voters to keep them in power, to keep their power. And David Cameron promised all of these far right dickheads that they would have this, this, they would, you know, indulge in this ludicrous idea of leaving the EU and no longer being a member state, even though it made absolutely no sense. It didn't make any sense at the time when Nigel Farage started talking about it. It didn't make sense at the time that there were campaigns about it. It didn't make sense at the time that we, they decided that we were going to be voting on this. None of this has made sense since its inception. And what we are now doing is reaping the, 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 because it's not a reward, but we're getting, we're getting the consequences of that bullshit, the bullshit games that politicians play to keep any semblance of power and so they can continue robbing us blind. I will never give the Tory government any mercy on any situation because they are evil as far as I'm concerned. And at best, at best, Tory ministers are incompetent. At worst, they are agents of the devil himself. And I am convinced of it. A lot of these men, <laughs> honestly, so that's genuinely how I feel. I felt like that before. And if I didn't, I would certainly now because fuel and food aside as if those two things aren't essential already these men had the fucking audacity to rob us blind during a global pandemic i will never forget that the god like everyone seems to just be carrying on as normal the media's not going mental about it there's no fucking people outside with pitchforks going crazy we're not doing a france and writing all the time i don't understand why this government robbed us every day during a global pandemic and now they've put our our taxes up yeah. The working and middle class, our taxes are up. They robbed us while, while people were dying and sick. They robbed us. They fucking desecrated our NHS when we needed it the most. And then they're telling us, actually, now you're going to pay more tax while we still pay fuck all. You're now going to pay more tax to make, you know, to fill this gap that's now, you know, the, the public funds, this gap that's there. The gap that only exists because they fucking corrupt. They were corrupt. They robbed us. Them and their friends got rich while people were dying and people couldn't get hospital beds. So when I say the Tory government are literally the agents of Satan, I am not being facetious. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being funny. I genuinely believe they are demons, every single last one of them. And as I said, at best, if they're not demons, individual ministers, I mean, they are incompetent. And they do, they should not have the power that they have. And they should not well, maybe be- Maybe they both. People. Maybe they both. 
maybe both. both but but i do believe that um they do know exactly what they're doing i do i think it's part of their agenda and they know exactly what they're doing they they're know exactly what they're doing because they always manage to get rich off it they always manage yeah. to be fine and i feel like not if stupid. you're always on a come up then you must be knowing something exactly they're not stupid they know exactly what they're doing so as far as the tory government goes absolutely never ever 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 any mercy for them so let's go to the media now the media the press have been doing their job and they have been letting people know what's going on but there have been you know talks of of the way the media plays a role in the panic buying you know they start reporting on you know don't don't buy don't panic buy this don't panic buy that and it happened during the pandemic as well um you know when flour was all running out at the same time because everyone decided to start baking their own bread at the same time and like loo roll would you know be panic bought to the point where you couldn't fucking find a roll to save your life and then of course shopkeepers were then putting up the price to exorbitant amounts and not to mention the price gouging on amazon but that's a whole nother thing so I wanted to get your point of view, Trubs. For the media, would you say mercy or no mercy for the handling of this specific petrol crisis? Um, no mercy as well, because that's how people receive inf- the information. So if you delivering the information in a, you, there's a shortage of this and people, people, people are gonna panic. The, the way you deliver your message is the reason why people are panicking. Like, so it's definitely no mercy, it's definitely no mercy. And they go in hand in hand with the first one, which was the government. So yeah, I think they're probably even going by their orders, if anything, so definitely no mercy for me. Yep, 100% agree, no mercy. Um, while I'm very much for the media doing their job, I'm very much for the, the freedom of the press. I'm very, very aware that Oh God, the thing is, is I get so frustrated when I think about this, if you can't tell. But the thing that really upsets me is that the, the once coveted, you know, investigative journalism, you know, that kind of the prestige that came with being responsible for the masses knowing what was going on with politicians or, you know, whatever was important to society, right? Yeah. What was once such a coveted, such a privileged thing has just been ruined by sensationalism. People just want, they want clicks by any means necessary. And it doesn't matter yeah. if it's going to cause people to panic by and for there to end up being a petrol so- shortage where there wasn't one to begin with. Yes, there was a shortage of drivers, but there was no actual shortage of fuel yet until people panicked now people panicked because the media was like oh my god shortage 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 there's not going to be any petrol soon so then you've got everyone going out and buying way too much and way more than they needed and now there's a shortage being caused by that so i agree with you there no mercy for the media i think that it would be great if they could stop trying to get reactions um leave that to bloggers please you are not bloggers you're actually supposed to mean something if you are press so leave the clickbait to bloggers and youtubers and you please for the love of god put out some actual news that would be great that's the thing that like you made a very good point they carry themselves like bloggers and like they they want in sales newspaper sales and all of that stuff that's why i think they go hand in hand with the government and obviously and i i generally think they they just 
working together really yeah. for their own mission for their own mission they have their own agenda that they try to push and the government uses the media the media is one of the government's like best favorite tools to use Absolutely. that's how they communicate to us so and I feel like it's always been that way. Like, I don't want it to get misconstrued. Like, I don't think that the media used to be perfect and now it's bad. Um, I just think that there were more beacons of good at some point back in the day. I feel like there were people, there were more people that were concerned with actually getting real news out to people. And maybe I'm yeah. just, maybe I'm living in some kind of fairy tale in my head and, and looking at it fondly in the past. But I just, I believe there was a point in time where there were more people than there are now working in those spaces that were concerned with actual news whereas now it's like we're all caught in the same shit like why why is the independence twitter moving like fucking tmz why why are you doing that like why they shouldn't even be allowed on twitter sometimes i feel like they shouldn't be allowed on twitter like politicians and news outlets shouldn't even be allowed on certain social media spaces because why are you moving like us you're supposed to not do that (laughs) like you're supposed to i think they do it on purpose again they do it on purpose they know exactly what they're doing it pushes their agenda well it gets them views right so they put ads on their websites just like every other business and so they're gonna do that and i think that's that's the issue but Ugh, no mercy for them. So finally, society, the people that are actually out here panic buying, mercy or no mercy? Uh, well, the people that are panic buying. Yes. Um, I say, I say mercy, you know, because yes, some of them are uneducated and whatever, but they, it's not their fault. They, they're being fed. Like some people only ever believed the media and the government, which I don't blame them for it. That's what they were supposed to do. It's just obviously historically, we didn't know that we know better not to put our trust in those those two parties. But um, for a, a normal human human being that doesn't really, that's just they just go with the flow and go by what they've been told and what the rules are without questioning it or anything. I don't know if I can blame them. I don't know if I can blame them. Um, yeah, I'm going to say mercy on the people, you know. I'm going to say mercy on the people. Yes, they can. They could use their brain a bit more and, you know, be a bit more independent independent thinking and all of that stuff. But I don't blame them for, like, I, like if, if, a, if a parent says something to a child and a child goes and does it and, and it was a bad move, I can't. I can't, like, in a way, if he's a child that always listens to the parents, in a way, I kind of understand it. Do you know what I'm saying? I see where you're coming from. So, yeah, I'm going to say mercy. I'm going to say mercy. Um, I love that answer because there's a lot of empathy there, which I think is very, very necessary in our world, especially right now, where it seems like we're lacking it. And I'm in... I could easily hear, I could easily hear that uh, no mercy in there as well. Because yeah. you can also say people should be able to, you know, to think that. for themselves too. Like, yeah, you know, but so. I, I, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel. Like I'm in two minds, but it's leaning more towards mercy. So my reasoning for mercy is very very similar to yours in that, you know, it's by design that people 
only you know for the masses only kind of follow instructions that's how we are conditioned to behave um we are conditioned to trust the government we are conditioned to trust what the media tells us is you know that that is true and that's factual um and you know that's how targeted ads work that's how the best marketers have worked i've worked in marketing spaces i know how they appeal to people and entice people and make people do the things that they want them to do and trust and believe there are people that are making a lot of money when we panic or a lot of money when we go a certain way and do things a certain other way you know and so there will always be it will always work in their favor to keep manipulating the masses and so i do find it difficult to say anything other than mercy for people at the same time though i am very aware that some of the panic buyers now i'm not talking about the ones that you know, have bought a bit extra than they normally would just to be on the safe side, because I feel like that's natural. When you see people are panic buying, you go, oh, let me get a little bit more because I don't know when the next time I'll be able to get it. That, yeah. I understand it. It's still not great, obviously, but I understand it and I can relate to that a lot more, especially when it comes to things like food, like you've got to think about your family, you've got to think about you and yours first. And I understand that and yeah. I can I can empathize with that 100%. Even with petrol, if you rely on that every single day, you understand the importance of, you know, you need to drive every single day. I understand you maybe filling your tank when normally you wouldn't maybe you do it a few more times than you would as well throughout the week fine yeah. i'm talking specifically got, about the ones also... with the canisters okay yeah, yeah yeah the ones with the canisters the woman in the video that i saw on twitter today with the friggin carrier bag of petrol oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of these man there all of them uh... All of the people that voted leave, I'm putting you in the same category, give a fuck, I don't care. All of the people that aren't on the electoral roll or weren't at the electoral roll when they could have been. All the people that decided not to vote despite being on the electoral roll. All of you lot there, you're all in the no mercy category and I'm going to tell you why. One, you are selfish especially the people that have been doing way too much with the petrol. You are entirely too selfish to be taking part in this group project that is life, by the way. We all have to be here together. I understand we have to look out for ourselves and our family and our loved ones, but we all have to live in this space together. At some point, you're going to have to participate in this group project. You're going to have to play a part in us getting a good grade on this shit, okay? Because right now, we're failing miserably because you're not doing your part. So that's for those ones. And for the ones that didn't vote, again, you're not doing your part. You think, I know it's cool to not really care about that kind of stuff, not really be interested in politics, but this is what happens when you don't participate. This is what happens when you don't use your vote in some way keep up to date at some point once a week you're on your phone all day every day once a week just try and find out what's happening with the government real quick oh is there an election who's saying what let me try and find out who's lying the most and who's lying the least or whose lies aren't going to affect us as much let me just know let me just know a little I, i googled what cats might eat if the world ended at some point today let me at least google to see what my local friggin mp might be up to Do you understand what I'm saying? Like these people that just decide not to participate, I don't actually have that much mercy for you because you're you're affecting everyone. You're affecting all of us. And now people are queuing up for two hours and not able to get petrol. 
people at petrol um station workers are being friggin' abused by people there's fights kicking off everywhere people are getting punched out randomly in petrol garages people are trying to prioritize ambulances because hello if you're filling up canisters full of fucking petrol it means that ambulances and other cars for emergencies cannot fill their tanks up if you fucking ruin the entire filling station firefighters all of that and so if you don't participate in any way, I don't care whether you're interested in politics or not. It's a, none of my concern. We all have to be it to some extent. You don't have to watch everything like I used to. It's depressing. I wouldn't recommend it. But stay up, stay abreast of what's happening. Participate. Vote. And when you vote, read up beforehand. Don't vote leave if you don't understand what the big what the big deal is or you don't know why. You don't understand that we've been doing the same thing since 1973 and it's worked out pretty fucking well for all of us. And then now all of a sudden you go, oh, well, they're saying leave though. And they're saying that we'll give money to the NHS. Did that money go to the NHS or are you still in a queue somewhere on a waiting list? Yeah. Please, for the love of God, think sometimes. You Google everything else. Find out what's happening around you because when you don't, this shit happens. Big facts. So that's where my no mercy goes, but I do have my, I do have empathy for the people that get swayed, that get manipulated. I understand that this shit happens. I wish it didn't, but the blame ultimately lies with the leaders, which again is why we all need to participate as boring as it can be. We need to make sure we're putting at least somewhat decent leaders in place because when you got the fucked up ones that we currently do and have had for over a decade, you end up in the absolute shit show that we're in now. Yeah, big facts. Because you've got to really see as well, if if they don't trust the government and don't trust the media, they're automatically putting themselves in that rebelled, rebel side. Like you, you, you go against the grain, which not everyone's ready for, not everyone's built for. So And also, how are you rebelling when now you can't get petrol either? How does that make you feel? Yeah. Because at some point, like you have to participate. I understand the whole anarchy argument, but also you're still here. Like you still have to be here. You still have to work because you still need somewhere to live. So get a grip, grow up a little bit. Like no disrespect to anyone's views, but grow up a bit. And yes, down with capitalism and that. But while it's still here, <laughs> like you have to participate in it. You can do what you do what you can actually do to change it. If you're against what's happening, do what you can do to change it. Don't just sit about moaning for likes on Twitter because that's not doing fuck all. Yeah. yeah. I respect everybody's views, but if you're not acting on it, sometimes shut the fuck up. Big facts. But tell you know them, what? I got it out I and mean, apparently I really needed to get it out. I'm just so I'm so irritated with what I'm seeing. I just it really I think I've just seen way too many politicians acting a fool online as well. And I'm like, you lot just need to be doing your jobs and you're here chatting to us like we're your age mates and we're not. You're supposed to be running our budgets. I don't even know why they're on Twitter. I I wish they could get banned. I will. I don't follow none of them to be fair. So I don't, I don't see. I I do follow a couple. I'm not going to lie. I won't even be a hypocrite. I do follow a couple because I do like seeing what they're up to, but like in, in terms of policies and stuff and what they've done, because um, a lot of the time their teams will post it on Twitter. But generally speaking, I, I would be perfectly happy with politicians being banned from Twitter. I don't want, I just don't want to see them on there. Like, let us have our chat on Twitter. We're having a good time. Leave us yeah. to it. 
how about you go to work <laughs> because yeah like have a lorry yes retrain to drive a lorry since you guys are only in parliament for 26 and a half days out of the year and even less when there's a pandemic so please learn how to drive a lorry get some get some baby supplies by the way my local um asda has like their baby supplies have been going like really 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 low and it's really worrying that like everyone's just fucking about and not not worried at all and it's like people have got brand new babies and babies supplies are low so please if you are panic buying that type of stuff please think about the next mother the next father the next parent that needs supplies as well think of care homes um or children's homes think of think of other people please please if you're if you need these supplies please just think of other people while you're there 100 um all right let me get off my soapbox i'm doing a bit much now um i've had enough (laughs) (laughs) so um thank you very much for coming on the show trubs is there anything that you would like to promote to the listeners um just um the wiretap um you can type it on youtube subscribe to the channel enjoy the content and that's if that's battle rap stuff um Got something for the non-battle rap fans to that they can enjoy too coming soon. So um, if you can subscribe to the channel, then stay stay looking out for that. If not, it's fine. Hopefully, you double back whenever I do come with content for you. And yeah, man, let's let's rock out and subscribe to the Pod of Mercy. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, The link to the Wiretaps YouTube channel will be in the description. So please feel free to click from there. And like Trub said, if you're not into battle rap, um, subscribe anyway. And then, you know, you'll be notified when there's content there for you. Uh, And obviously, if you are into battle rap, then why are you not already subscribed to the Wiretap? Please get it together. Um, Uh, Sorry, I saw something the other day saying... 70% 70% of my of my viewers are actually not subscribed, funny enough. Right. <laughs> if any of the 70% are listening right now, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Go and subscribe. It will not hurt you to subscribe to something you're clearly already watching. Okay? Get it together. Um, and if you, if you liked this episode, please do share with a friend and go check out previous episodes. There's a few now that you can listen to. Um, also please give us a rating on iTunes so that, um, Pot of Mercy can be reached by more listeners, please. That would be very kind. Um, make sure, make sure. Yes. Uh, five stars, if you will. I mean, if it's going to be less than five, then fair, but give me five. Um, If you're interested in my random ramblings and, you know, opinions that nobody asked for, you can check out my Twitter at Linda is to see what I am up to. Uh, please make sure that you follow at Pod of Mercy on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, that's it from me. So I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.